Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Blog Talk Radio. a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, the ego. And before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust, and Lucis Trust sponsors this program. Alice Bailey wrote 24 books of esoteric philosophy, and those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. Where the Christian speaks of Christ in you, the hope of glory, the Eastern seeker may speak of the self or the Atman. The modern schools of thought speak of the ego, or the higher self, the real man, or the spiritual entity, while the Old Testament refers to the angel of the presence. Alice Bailey seems to be saying that the ego is the same as the soul. But most of us think of a big ego as not a good thing. Uh, can you explain that? Well, I'll try. We, um, In recent programs, we've been uh, considering the Christ principle, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then recently we were talking about reincarnation and we were speculating on what happens to... The, the individuality uh, after death, is there anything that remains? What is it that reincarnates from life to life if reincarnation is a fact? And all of this got me thinking about the ego, which is a term used throughout uh, the writings of Alice Bailey and theosophical literature in general, but in quite a different context than traditional psychology uses it. And yet I think they're both 
trying to identify um, a similar phenomenon, but perhaps from different levels or different um, viewpoints. We ask when someone dies, where does the I go? Uh, who is the I and what is left of me when I die? The, the dictionary says that the ego is the self, small s especially as contrasted with another self or the, with the world. In other words, there's a self-reflective aspect about the ego, according to the dictionary. It's what makes us able to say, this is me and everything else is not me. It's you, the world, them. It's not me. The dictionary also says it's the conscious part of the personality that is derived through contacts with reality. And I think maybe that's where some of the problem arises. If we take our identification, if we build our identity based on what the environment and other people are reflecting back to us, we're getting a distorted image. It's passing or being stepped down through too many different lenses, I would think, and not a pure um, appreciation of our true divine nature. So... Where do we stand with the ego? There are different approaches to it. I've run out of ideas for the moment. <laughs> well, that's a start, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not quiet. sure that I have any ideas. Maybe there's a lot of layers to ego. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are, and um, there there are two um, there are two ways to look at it from the law angle, from the self, the little self, which is um, the little e. Yeah, the, the little, little ego, e, and uh, it's the I, that is at the very center of its, his or her existence, and as long as one is referring to I, I am this, I am that, I do this, I do that, um, then one is centered in that little ego. But there is, of course, that higher correspondence to that little ego, which is the higher self, or the um, ego with a capital E, uh, that is, exists on its own plane of existence, uh, as it is usually written. But, so there are two, two levels here, but there are really one, because the lower expression is really a projection of that higher self, the higher <coughs> ego. The higher ego projects the part of itself into the into this physical body that is comes by way of birth you know and uh, so and, and the personality that uh, grows from that is a result of the uh, interaction with the world and the development of, this, of the five senses and the uh, the sense of the self that grows from that and if we are content to think that's who we are and that's all we are, then we have um, a problem, don't we? Yes, because limited it's, 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 there's a limited uh, ability there, but um, many, many lifetimes go along with, with that limited uh, view. Mm -hmm. And uh, there, people think that that's all they are is whatever this physical body is. I am this physical body, and that becomes a tremendous limitation. Right. I am these emotions, and I am these thoughts, when in fact 
that is not the case. Just think about how bad it is to label other people. It's just as bad to label ourselves, to say, well, I'm not very intelligent, or I'm um, not athletic, or I'm not a very good person, or I'm not, I'm not very funny, or I'm not good in social situations. You could, the list is endless, the ways we define ourselves and limit ourselves. That's the little ego trying to figure out who it is. And it's looking, as you say, only at the outer circumstances and identifying only with its emotional and physical and mental bodies, which inevitably are limited and not perfect enough containers for the true spiritual being that is trying its darndest to express itself through our faulty equipment. Yes, most of the time people identify themselves as what their profession is. Mm-hmm. I'm a doctor, I'm a teacher, I'm a scientist. And, uh, or a role, I'm a mother. <clears throat> right. Whatever. And, uh, but that isn't really who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is just what your outer shadow is, the outer reflection or the what has been projected into the physical time and space world, the three-dimensional world at the time. But the soul that your higher self, your soul self, exists on a plane beyond the three-dimensional world in another world beyond time and space. And in fact, time as we understand it uh, doesn't exist on this plane of soul. On, On the level of the soul, we are talking about the ego with a capital E. In other words, they're interchangeable in definition. The ego is the soul, the true self, and the conscious recognition that one is divine in in origin, divine in his essential nature. The the writings of Alice Bailey say that the ego is the product of the union of spirit and form, pure spirit which is our godlike essence, and the form which is the vehicles we occupy in any given incarnation, the degree to which the person is aware of that union and of being essentially pure spirit is the degree to which he's functioning as a true ego or soul. So in that sense, we want a big ego. But what's interesting is that the ego on that level is not the self-inflated overestimation of one's importance, It's an appreciation of what it means to be a living, thinking, breathing human being. And it also, I think, gives the capacity to appreciate that same potential in every person. So there is no um, sense of superiority in the sense of a a big ego who feels he's better than everybody else and that kind of uh, thinking. It's an appreciation of what it means to be a living being. And um, there often you see people striving to become, if they're on the spiritual path of some kind, maybe the mystical path or the <clears throat> more um, practical path of life, they are striving to become egoless. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is also uh, part of the development that uh, one goes through eventually once they reach that stage of recognition of the of the difference between the higher and the lower self and eventually the striving becomes a a task of actually giving up 
this ego or giving up giving over let's say giving over the um, the self-centeredness of the little ego to the more inclusive totally uh, uh, loving and compassionate uh, self of the higher spiritual self well it's creating a new center isn't it to focus right. upon and to uh, identify with and to revolve around the new center is the center known as the soul and in that center we find ourselves united with all living beings it's the centralization in the little separated self that fosters the traditional sense of the ego which is why we have the sense it's not good because it's separative it stands apart and only cares for itself and well as the Buddha said self-affirmation is the cause of all sorrow that intense urge to affirm oneself as a separated existence at the expense of anything and everything that gets in its way is not only not nice it's the cause of all our suffering and we do it in myriad ways without even being aware of it the instant we jump to self-defense the instant we try to get ahead the competitiveness with which we think and live and move about our day if we start examining that it's just awesome in a not very good sense so yes well there is in relation to that there is a um, a stage where uh, one begins to realize that he or she should be serving the plan in other words that's essentially what the soul's um, business is all about in the Mm -hmm. world is serving the plan that's why it projects itself into the world through this personality but there comes a stage when uh, uh, that kind of expresses the difference here because the the uh, probationer let's say or the aspirant may be saying I am serving the plan and he puts himself first the I am serving the plan and feels very good about himself yes, <laughs> and whereas the the true server or the one who has made contact with the soul and begun to merge with the soul simply sees the plan is being served and that's one way to distinguish the difference between the two for those people who just tuned in you're listening to Inner Sight, our topic for today the ego we have a special offer today from Luce's Publishing Company and that's the Alice Bailey book, The Soul, The Quality of Life. The Soul, The Quality of Life is a compilation of extracts from the 24 books of by Alice Bailey. And in regard to this show, a lot of the show is, is based on this particular book. And, and you'll, uh, you'll find it deeper. You'll find that you'll be able to more deeply explore uh, the nature of the ego and it'll relate to, to today's discussion. So if you, Want to take advantage of that offer, today's offer, what you need to do is um, uh, write a little notation, say you heard about the offer on the program, Inner Sight, mention the title of the book, The Alice Belly Book, The Soul, The Quality of Life, and send us a check or money order for $16. The discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling. Uh, check or money order, $16. Send it to Lucis Publishing, Lucis is L-U. CIS, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's Lucis Publishing, 
120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Also, from time to time, people like to reach us and have uh, more contact with us if you need to call us for any reason. One of the most frequent reasons people call us is to get a general package of information, and that will tell you a lot about Lucis Trust and uh, in our site. And what you need to do is, um, well, I think probably what will obviate a lot of phone calls if I just uh, tell you that uh, Lucis Trust is uh, not a religion. Uh, it's probably the most frequently asked question. It's a, um, a spiritual philosophy group. It's uh, a, a group that studies the works of Alice Bailey, and there are seminars and uh, discussions about spiritual evolvement that we have, and people from all walks of life come to the uh, uh, seminars, and uh, people from every religious background read the books. Uh, so if you need to know more about us or you'd like to get the general package information, give us a call at one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. That's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it is one eight six six N Y Lucis. That's one eight six six New York Lucis. Now also um, in order for us to remain on the air, we need to have your financial support, and you've been uh, uh, sending us uh, uh, checks and keeping us on the air. That's uh, the primary way that we remain on the air is through your donations. So we'd certainly appreciate uh, your continued support, and if you'd like to uh, uh, send donations to us, keep in mind, too, that they are tax-deductible. Uh, the donations can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York. 10005. That's Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Also, our website is www.lucistrust.org, and if you key onto our website, uh, you can find out a lot of information about Lucis Trust, but the main reason people seem to key into that website is to listen to the previously archived library of radio shows. So, once again, it's www lucistrust.org uh, Sarah and Dale as, as you were talking I couldn't about the ego and uh, who are we uh, I couldn't help but remember uh, a movie that I had just recently seen, seen I, I just recently saw called Peace, The Peaceful Warrior which is based on uh, Dale Dan Millman's uh, book The Way of the Peaceful Warrior and there's one uh, part of it um, where uh, the main character is, uh, he, well, he, the main character is a gymnast. He's going for the gold medal, quite an exceptionally talented gymnast. And he gets into an accident and becomes disabled. And uh, he finds out that his whole self is wrapped up and immersed in um, uh, seeing himself as a gymnast. Uh, being a gymnast is everything to him. And he becomes very depressed because, of course, he can no longer do this. And he more or less feels like he's... Uh, something within him has died and there's no purpose in living anymore and he gets deeply depressed and goes to the top of the building and uh, and at that point uh, the symbolism occurs and uh, suppose something like an alter ego kind of comes out of him and he's talking to what he thinks of his, is as his real self and that's the old self of having be, been a, a very adept and skillful gymnast and, uh, and the old self uh, in essence says to the reality of his physicality he says, "You have to let go of me," and uh, it becomes very dramatic. With the uh, with the spiritual entity is doing gymnastic uh, somersaults and so on. And once again, 
looks into his eyes very deeply and says, uh, you have to, more or less, I guess, to survive and go on. You have to let go of me. And at that point, the spiritual entity leaves him. And uh, at that moment, he seems to go through a catharsis. And from that point on in the book he, uh, and in the movie, he seems to be uh, evolving towards a better understanding of true self. And, uh, and I'm wondering also, do we ever really understand uh, true self? Uh, I mean, he seems like a first grader when he has finally achieved that level of uh, understanding that he is not his uh, ability to be a gymnast. And uh, do we ever understand self, or is it so deep that we can never really get to the... Well, what you're talking about, I think, is really the, the spiritual path from beginning to end, discovering who we are. Not mm. in the sense of a narcissistic navel-gazing, but in discovering... The source of our identity, which is to the Christian, for one, God. To the Buddhist, it would be the Buddhi nature. But the, the spiritual path is the, the trying to figure out and the eventual discovery of what it means to be, simply to be. And the person you describe in this movie is making the very common mistake that so many of us make of thinking he is what he does. He is a gymnast, he is a mother, he is a teacher, he is an executive, whatever. We all do this. Well, many of us do this. We, we equate our identity with what we do in the world or with the role that we temporarily serve. And I think that sets us up for heartbreak because life has a way of ripping the um, uh, support out from under us taking away the children that have been the reason for our existence if we were so dedicated as mothers. Eventually they grow up and leave. Then who are we? And if we have always loved athletics, the body ages. When the body gets older, then we are no longer that athlete. Who are we? The, the spiritual teachings urge us to discover who we are behind all the outer attributes and apart from what we do in our physical, emotional, and mental bodies. And it's very hard to peel away those layers of identity. Hinduism is a wonderful exploration of the, the crust or the husk of the separated self that has to be stripped away. It offers a set of guidelines and rules for getting to the real inner core uh, as well as any religious faith I know, but it's it's not an easy process. No, and it maybe it's the, the crisis that this person went through that was the tipping point. It took mm -hmm. a crisis like that to bring him to the realization. I, I suppose Christopher Reeve went through a similar mm -hmm. kind of experience. Uh, you know, he, he found himself completely immobilized, and uh, <clears throat> yet he could probably I mean his mind still worked very well so he could use that to uh, think about who, who he really was and what uh, he could really still accomplish and oh. it brings out uh, a strength and an inner resources that we didn't know we had yes hopefully we wouldn't have to undergo such a drastic um refiguring of who we are and what our potential is as people who undergo an accident like that or a severe illness or 
It also brings to mind the old habit from the Middle Ages that Julian of Norwich, the great mystic, documented in her journal, where the nuns would have themselves walled in in a convent, literally walled in for life, for the remainder of their life. They would be walled into this tiny cell and their meals would be delivered them through a slot in the door and they would sit in that little cell and think about God. That was they believed that God, divinity, existed outside themselves. Their commitment was to God transcendent, as we've discussed on this program. Um, one would hope they could also discover God imminent, God within, without having to um, constantly look only outside of themselves. But that was a way of focusing their attention by taking away every uh, option for external enjoyment and diversion. That's another extreme way. I don't <laughs> you've shocked us with that. <laughs> well, it shocked me. I think I've been walled in because I have a great fear of it. Well, I mean, in a, in a way, we we wall ourselves in yes. by the uh, we do it ourselves by the encrustations that we build up around ourselves, even our our thoughts, our ideas about who we are, mm-hmm. and uh, they all it's become walls yes. in a sense. Mm-hmm. And all of that has to be broken down and broken through, and to uh, that—that's the problem in the, kind of the Western society. I think this higher self, this inner spiritual self, is not emphasized enough. And it's the little <coughs> materialistic aspect right. that's and given all that's, the attention. That's right. It's given all this attention and influence, and uh, then there is God, as you said, outside. Um, in heaven somewhere or wherever he is and uh, but that in between stage is not um, not discussed very much and and God you see that the soul is the product of God and this material material nature well there there are many interpretations of the ego and I think it's one of those phenomena that you can approach from the front door or the back door but In Vedanta philosophy, the idea of the ego is affirmed as our salvation in the sense that our real essence is the Supreme Spirit. The essence of the Vedanta aspect of the Hindu philosophy is that thou art that. And in truth, I am the Supreme Brahman, meaning I am the Supreme Divinity. How's that for a big ego? And yet affirming that essential divinity within oneself actually has the effect of destroying the little ego that's overinflated and without a sense of correct proportion. So we're not talking about denigration of the self, but of its proper position, which is one with the whole. And we do have a uh, special offer today from Lucy's Publishing Company, and it was mentioned before, but I'll say it again. Uh, that's the Alice, Bo- Valley, Alice Bailey book, The Soul, The Quality of Life, and um, a lot of our discussion today is based on that Alice Valley book. And if you want to, you can explore deeper levels of the self through reading that book. And, um, Sarah, did you have something else that you wanted to say? I don't know. I felt that uh, maybe something else was on your mind uh, about this show. Well, there is there are so many different... There are, there are a lot of levels of self. I can't help but... Uh, think of Alice, uh, Aldous Huxley's book on self, and I guess there are so many 
different layers of self. Uh, did you have something else that you wanted to say on that? Well, there, there are so many different layers of approach to the self, but traditional psychology offers some guidelines. There's the psychology offered in Psychosynthesis by Asa Jolie, which is a, a treatment of the superego that people might find fascinating. And there is also the, the realization that he gives in that book of the transcendent self, which is you could say um, not the not the denigration of the little ego, but it supersedes it and at the same time absorbs it. If we focus on that aspect of our higher nature, which is developed through meditation and study, I think we'd have a better sense of what the ego is. We have a special offer from Lucy's Publishing, as I mentioned before, and that's the uh, Alice Bailey book, The Soul, The Quality of Life. And if you want to order that book, send a check or money order, $16, to Lucy's Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, Let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.